Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone? Week 11 of the NFL is here. We're well over the halfway point. Crazy things are happening. It's football season, and we are here to break down all 11 games, which is way better than normal. 15, 14, 16, whatever is way too many games, in my opinion. But 11, just the sweet spot. Me and Keith Eister. Eyes 819, if you know him by that screen name, are here. Break it down. How you doing over there, Keith? Oh, pretty good. You know, good old week 11 coming at us here. We get some quarterbacks back for this one, but we had some wide receiver injuries. Wide receivers looking tough on the slate to me. I don't know how you're feeling about it, but it's, I don't know. The chalk has been smashing so much. Wide receiver is usually the place I like to get different. So it's going to be interesting to do, to see what we have to do on this slate, but. I think there's a good couple good running back values. Um, lost Cooper Cup last week, and we've got several wide receivers off the main slate, like Miami, uh, Tampa Bay. So we lose Tyreek Waddle, Evans, Godwin. Like it's a little bit short, uh, short out there at wide receiver. Is was my first takeaway when looking at the slate. Yeah, so it is interesting. Something I want to kind of get to before we even start the podcast. So it's gotten to an interesting point where stacking. Year stacking has been the way to go. Like getting a double stack, getting a single stack, getting a wide receiver going off of 40 points with a quarterback going off of like 25 points has kind of been the way to go. And we had massive game stacks at the beginning of the season Seattle, Detroit, pretty much anyone they were playing. Just absolutely beautiful scenarios. Now we have a weird spot where, like early on in the season, obviously the top tier quarterbacks were absolutely smashing beyond belief. And now we got Justin Fields coming into the mix. We have quarterbacks that can go for 100 rushing yards. Just absolutely changing the DFS landscape on a week-by-week basis. So it's gotten to a weird spot where, like, obviously last week, the optimal lineup was not stacking um, your quarterback with a wide receiver. It was taking – and if you were, it was going to be Komet with Fields. Ended up working out decently. But it's taking a running quarterback, hoping for that 100, 150-yard rushing game with a touchdown or two. We have Hurts. We have Fields and we have Lamar all up on the slate. And even Marcus Mariota is kind of making his way into it that we'll get to in a second. 
But are you kind of going away from the game stacking, going away from the stacking with a QB and a wide receiver in just hopes that you're going to end up with not a game that has 40 points in any given matchup with a quarterback going for 400 rushing or passing yards and several touchdowns? And are you kind of just sticking to that? Or are you going more towards like, all right, I'll run Jalen Hurts, I'll run Justin Fields, I'll run Lamar Jackson naked? What are you, what are you, what's kind of your, I know this is a first look. I know that it, we, could massively change by the end of the week, but it's kind of looking like Lamar, Hurts, Fields. Like, if you're going to play them, you can single stack them or run them out naked, and, like, you can do a secondary game stack and still end up with a winning DFS lineup. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I'm def- I, I was always, like, double stacking a bring back the last couple of years in DFS. There's um, a man named double stacking a bring back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like with what Justin Fields is doing, where he's rushing for over 100 yards every single week, um, I started playing some naked fields a couple weeks ago after the New England game. It's like, okay, the Bears aren't going to throw the ball at all, but if they're going to design runs for fields, that's going to work out for us because rushing quarterbacks are so, so valuable. He doesn't need to throw for even 200 yards if he's going to run for 100. Um, I still like the single single stack just to get some sort of correlation in there. It's just one less thing that you have to get right. But Cole Komet has kind of come on, and I've been stacking fields with Mooney a lot. That hasn't hasn't worked out a ton. I've mixed in a little Claypool too, which we'll talk about that situation. He only had two targets last week. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. Like single stacking at, at most, with especially this week where we have all the running quarterbacks up top, I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, don't even hate playing them naked a little bit, especially when we're talking about the cheaper guys. You mentioned Mariota. Daniel Jones is in a fantastic spot also and is really cheap. Another guy that runs a lot. Um, I don't mind rolling out either of those two cheap quarterbacks naked. Um, with When I'm up with Fields and Hurts and Lamar, I'll probably stack at least one, although Baltimore may not even have any wide receivers. Um, so I, it's a tough wide receiver slate. I definitely see your angle there. Um, but I'll probably single stack still, maybe a few naked lineups, but definitely stacking way less than I have been the last couple of years. Yeah, well, it's time to get right into it. Starting off with two rushing quarterbacks. We have the Bears going up against the Falcons. Falcons, surprisingly, three-point favorites, 26.25 total here. Um, let's look at the injury report here. we got the Falcons with not a ton. Um, and the Bears, no injury report out yet that I see. So we'll just get right into this Bears fields ruining the slate every single week <laughs> up to that 7.6K price tag where he's not just an absolute lock and load in the spot. You're coming off of two 40-plus point games, averaging over 150 yards rushing. Um, I know it's, it's weird even at 7.6K, but the way that this offense is just running over and over again, how they're building it basically like the Ravens. Um, circa 2019, I want to say. Um, are you looking at field still as a cash game core, as just a core overall? And, yeah, what do you think of this offense here? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to get away from him. Um, what he's been doing the last three weeks, now that they're designing runs for him, the ceiling is amazing. And now not only does he have that, that level, he has an amazing matchup going into the Dome, now where we're starting to get some weather games um, in, in Atlanta against a really bad defense. So there's there's no way I'm getting off of him this week. He's among the top options on the slate. 
Um, even with Hertz and, and Lamar, he's like, he's not even that much cheaper than those guys, but the production that he's shown over the last few weeks with his rushing floor, he he's right in that conversation with them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'd probably lean Hertz or Lamar for cash, but Fields is, is right there. If I needed a couple hundred bucks, I, I wouldn't be shy about putting Fields in there at all. As far as who to stack him with, like you mentioned, I don't think you have to stack him. Komet has been going nuts the last couple of weeks, um, but it's all he's been so touchdown dependent that I just find it very hard to trust that. So I will probably continue chasing this uh, Mooney and Claypool, not together, but just picking one of those guys. Um, I think there's some ceiling here in this matchup with the Falcons. Claypool's workload was a little bit troubling last week, though. Two targets, only caught one pass. Um, I still think they try to work him in here, but the results have not been um, what we were expecting here. When they acquired Claypool, we thought he would come in and kind of help this passing attack out, but they really haven't needed to use it because Fields is just running all over everybody. Um, What do you think about Montgomery? Uh, Cleo Herbert got placed on the IR. Forgot about that because we don't have an injury report out for the Bears. Montgomery sitting at 6.1K being an every down back and their offense, they're going to run the ball a lot. Obviously, Fields takes away a lot of his productivity um, and he's not going to get a huge amount of volume in the passing game because they're only going to pass 25 times. What do you think about taking Montgomery as with Fields or also potentially is a way to kind of get away from the Fields ownership? Yeah, I, I think I prefer using him as a leverage play off of Fields. Um, 6,100 is a really cheap price tag for the every down roll that Montgomery should be walking into here. Herbert was cutting into this workload quite a bit here in recent weeks. So Montgomery's price is down. We, I've talked about the fantastic matchup in the dome. Um, I like Fields isn't going to dump it off to the running back very much. I, I think that Montgomery is cheap enough. You can use him with Fields, but I would, I would much prefer to use Montgomery in the lineups where I'm, I'm fading Fields. And just hope that that Montgomery runs for a hundred yards and two touchdowns, and that that limit that finally keeps Fields under a hundred. He doesn't throw very much, and the Bears just run the ball a ton. Yep, yep, kind of right there with you. Montgomery is a solid pivot off of Fields. We have enough other top end quarterbacks where it makes it an easy way to pivot. Where if Fields is not going for a massive amount of rushing yards, or even if he is, he's not getting the rushing touchdowns. It probably means that it's going over to Montgomery. 23.25 implied team total is enough where you have to assume there's going to be a few touchdowns scored. So you either go with Fields, you either go Fields naked, Fields with Komet, Fields with Mooney, or if you really want to go off the board, Claypool, but obviously the volume has not been fantastic. Or you end up going with Montgomery just as a lead back guy. 6.1K is probably not a big enough price tag. On the other side here, the Falcons, like, I. I, I hate playing Mariota. It's 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 caused me so many problems so far this season. It's lost me a lot of money. He just has not hit a ceiling. But going up against this Bears defense, 26.25 implied team total here. Mariota could end up with 70 rushing yards in the spot. He could end up with 280, 300 yards passing, even though we haven't seen that at all. Drake London could potentially go off for a big game that we've been waiting for for a while since he had his big outings at the beginning of the season Kyle Pitts we could finally see second third big game of his career since we've just been waiting on that and then I mean we got Cordero Patterson somehow seeing to just get multiple touchdowns in a game and kind of ruin the slate or do absolutely nothing where are you looking at for this Falcons offense 
Yeah, the Falcons are not fun to figure out, but this is a spot that we cannot ignore this week. Um, the Bears' defense has been real bad. Uh, they traded away a couple pieces. They weren't great to begin with, and then they traded away um, Robert Quinn, obviously, and Roquan Smith, and now they they haven't been able to slow up, slow down anybody. So that creates a, a great game environment here. We have a, a talent, talented offense from, from Chicago with absolutely no defense whatsoever. The backfield is my initial lean, but it's kind of a three-headed backfield at this point. Like you mentioned Patterson. I think he's he's fantastic, but he's splitting with Algier and, and Huntley as well. And it's not like one is more consistent than the other. It's just a, a really difficult backfield to figure out. Um, Patterson is, is the top option, I would say, but he's also the most expensive. I don't hate taking um, – shots on Algar or or Huntley. I think that the the rushing attack is very much in play. The wide receivers, London is somebody I've been chasing for weeks. Um Piss is somebody I've been chasing for the entire year and it's just it just hasn't worked out. But I, I think you have to play some of this team. It's not going to be a comfortable feeling, but this this matchup against the Bears defense, you just got to kind of mix and match them and, and hope you hit the right Falcons because they're somebody from the Falcons should have a pretty decent game here. Yep, no, it was Seattle and Detroit earlier on in the season. Now it's Chicago and Detroit. Just doesn't really matter who's going up against them, which we'll get to that when we get to Detroit and New York. It's going to be an interesting spot. But, yeah, kind of right there with you. Um, I think Mariota is very much in play. It's cheap price tag, potential rushing upside, potential upside overall, high team total. You can go with any one of the running backs, but it's going to be kind of a mixed bag of where you're going to get Patterson being the obvious overall target. Or you're probably going with Drake London or Pitts. Um, those are the guys you want to stack with. I don't see any possibility of any other guy having a gotta have game in this spot here. Just not enough volume for anyone else but those two, considering they're at most going to pass the ball 30 times in a game. Moving on to the next game, we got Carolina going up against Baltimore. Uh, big old potential blowout here. 13 point favorite for Baltimore. Not a big total for Carolina sitting at 14.25. We look at the injury report here. PJ Walker did not practice. Could just be a day off, but realistically it doesn't matter if Walker or Baker ends up playing. It's both hot garbage. Um, the quarterback position for them on the other side, Gus Edwards was limited. Mark Andrews was limited. So who knows? We obviously have Andrews through wide receivers. So we, are going to see the same kind of trash wide receivers and potentially either Mark Andrews or another Isaiah likely outing here. We'll start off with the Carolina side of things. I assume that we're going to just keep treat Baker and PJ Walker interchangeably, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I do think that we might see a little bit more of the check down game from Baker Mayfield, which has me slightly interested in the running backs. Um, Chuba Hubbard in particular. Do more, more of a, like, obviously, the game script is kind of perfect for him. Exactly. If, yeah, I mean, that, that's where I'm going. Really, my my only interest in Carolina at all is as runbacks from my Baltimore teams. It looks like um, they've officially said Baker is going to be starting. Yes. I th- uh, yep, I saw that as well. Um, so, DJ Moore, and, I think. And he, Darnold might get some opportunities. Gosh, this fact. This yeah, it's gross. QB <laughs> hot garbage. Yeah, I'm definitely not playing any Baker stacks or Sam Darnold stacks, even if he were to to become a thing later in the week. But I do think a run back against um, Baltimore is, is in play here. Um, Jay Moore is, is the first option at 5,700. We've seen him get double-digit targets here um, in the recent past. So 
at 5,700, I think the volume is puts him very much in play. And then just something a little more off the board, Chuba Hubbard, I think he, we've seen him be involved in the passing game before. Um, he's 5k with a change at quarterback. I think we could see a few more dump offs to the running back. So, so Hubbard has me interested as well, but again, only playing either of those guys, uh, on the other side of Baltimore. Yeah, no, I honestly don't hate bringing it back with Foreman. I mean, we all assume that Carolina is going to get blown out here. We all think that's going to happen. The Vegas thinks that's going to happen. This is still football. Foreman's probably going to come in at very low ownership. Sub 6K price tag sitting at 5.9. He's been absolutely crushing it on a week-by-week basis. I don't think that there's many opportunities where the Panthers are ahead without Foreman being heavily involved and getting a massive amount of rushing yards. I don't think that Baker is going to end up with a huge out given time, maybe a broken coverage and 60-yard touchdown from D.J. Moore. You want to bring that as a potential bring back. But I think you can go with either running backs as a potential bring back in the spot. Foreman, just because of his low ownership and potential 130-yard rushing upside, not a great matchup, but I think that it's still a possibility because we've just seen great things out of him so far. But overall, this Panthers offense is kind of hot garbage. And like everyone else, I'm kind of expecting a blowout. But NFL, anything can happen. Over on the Baltimore side of things, obviously Mark Andrews playing or not playing changes things drastically. If Andrews ends up playing 6.8K, we know that Andrews can have a massive time going up against Carolina. I think he can put up 102 touchdowns without any other wide receivers. If Andrews ends up missing, then DuVernay, Robinson, likely all can end up with a big outing. We have Mark Jackson who can end up with 40 points in the spot. How are you attacking this Baltimore offense? Yeah, I think you covered the the passing game really well right there. If if Andrews is playing, he's the primary guy that I want. Um, Obviously, Rashad Bateman went on IR. I think Andrews would walk right back into his – I mean, you'd call it wide receiver one or what the top pass catcher in the offense is very clearly Mark Andrews if he's active. Um, so I love the Lamar to Andrews stack. If Andrews misses, then you can start looking at some of those secondary options likely in play just because of the price tag at 3,600. Um, I would have, I would have more interest in playing Lamar naked if Andrews is out um, just because I don't trust any of the, the wide receivers. You don't trust likely. I mean, he's. Yeah. I mean, I, Thirty six hundred is so cheap for a guy who's who's the clear top wide receiver. I know he only had one catch last week. Granted, it was a touchdown, um, right? But the volume has been there the last two weeks. Five and seven targets for a guy this cheap. I know he's going to be heavily owned, and I get kind of swaying away from that. Um, but I can't imagine using Lamar without either Duvernay and or Robinson or likely in the spot here. Yeah, I mean, if Andrews is out, like likely would be the one that I trust the most out of those guys. Um, he's the cheapest, and and we've seen a very good role. We know that Baltimore uses the tight end position a ton. Uh, they they run a ton, a ton of two tight end sets, so likely he's going to be out there. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't play him. I'm just more likely, more apt, just to use a different word, yeah, <laughs> more apt to uh, use Lamar naked if Andrews is out. Um, but I would still have likely stacks and Duvers, Duvernay stacks, maybe even Robinson stacks as well. Um, Robinson just doesn't quite have the ceiling, I don't think. Even two weeks ago when we saw him get eight targets, he still uh, only ended with 64 yards. So I don't know. I just I don't trust this pa- Baltimore passing game as much without Andrews in there, uh, but definitely would still have some exposure to likely and Duvernay. 
Um, running back situation here is a little bit tough because Gus Edwards looks like he might be able to make it back. I just I don't know if he would have a big enough role to be able to pay off the price tag. Um, we've seen Kenyon Drake be involved. Justice Hill, Justice Hill works his way in there a little bit. So if Edwards makes it back, it's a tough backfield because you kind of have three guys here. Even if it was just Drake and Edwards, I could see taking some shots there. Um, it feels like Edwards would be the goal line guy. I would probably lean there first. I'm concerned about the workload. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I'm kind of on the same page. Moving on to the next game, we got the Browns going up against the Bills. So currently projected for 31 inches of snow this weekend. <laughs> it will be interesting, something you need to keep an eye on. Roth already came out with a report saying that more than likely snow around game time will be completely gone. Um, it's Bills, there always could be wind. It's a, It's going to be an interesting spot to kind of keep an eye on. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but as of right now, I'm kind of going to go under the assumption that the weather will be fine. It'll be a moderate factor, but not a big factor. Um, so let's just start off with the Browns. Cooper is currently non-participant in practice. Obviously, Garrett and Clowney are still non-participant in practice. Over on the Bills side of things, not really anything on the offensive side of things. Josh Allen's limited, probably still dealing with that elbow. But under the assumption that he's going to play this week. And let's start off with the Browns going up against one of the toughest defenses in the league, the toughest pass defense in the league, easily. I don't think I can do much more than play Chubb in this spot here, especially with some potential weather. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in, in Cleveland here. Um, I don't, Chubb is expensive. Like, the, the Buffalo run defense is certainly not as good as the pass defense, but still decent they're they're kind of a middling run defense I, I don't i just i might just avoid cleveland altogether um like the, cooper doesn't have good enough quarterback play to to want to chase him i think cooper would be fine as a run back if njoku makes it back i think that might be where i look to to run this back um he's only 3900 he had an incredible role before he missed some time here so if njoku plays i think he would be my favorite run back I tried Kareem Hunt a little bit last week. That didn't really work out. He didn't have quite the role I was expecting. He was still involved, but only one one target. Um, was hoping for about four or five there. So probably won't chase Kareem Hunt again. Um, I don't Chubb at that price is is just tough for me. So it it'd be Njoku if he makes it back. I was a little bit of Cooper, a little bit of Peoples Jones too. I think if if Njoku is out, I would play some Peoples Jones. Yeah, yeah, if Mario Cooper's out, Peoples Jones obviously makes a pretty solid option too. On the Buffalo side of things, I mean, Diggs, Davis, Josh Allen, I've got nothing else. Yeah, just Allen is, I mean, he's dealing with the elbow, obviously, but they said no further injury, like risk of hurting it any any further. He dropped back 43 times last game. So I think we just have to treat this as this is full 100% Josh Allen. And obviously, we have some interest there. Um, Cleveland's defense has been a bit of a disappointment this year. They've been a little bit better recently, uh, but still a pretty good matchup here for Josh Allen. Stack him with Diggs or Davis. Don't even mind Knox, but definitely want some exposure to the upside here for Allen. Yep. Um, move on to the next game. we got the Commanders going up against uh, the Texans. Commander side of things, J.D. McKissick did not practice. Samuel limited practice. Um, Gibson should be good to go. Texans side of things on the offensive side, uh, Cooks 
injured, quote unquote, did not practice. Who knows if one's playing? Nico Collins, limited participant in practice. It's going to be an ugly game. Uh, 40 total here. I, if, Heineke's fine. McLaurin's fine. Heineke loves passing the ball to McLaurin. Um, but I have kind of had more interest in the backfield. Houston, not a great run defense. Brian Robinson, they've shown that they're going to feed him. Gibson will get some work. I think either one of them is a fine GPP play. But realistically, I'm probably just going to avoid potentially this entire game. I I have a lot of interest in the running backs. Um, Robinson with 26. And that's the hard part. Um, I think you just have to have to play a little bit of both. Um, Robinson has been getting the majority of the work on the ground, but I think Gibson has like the the ability to break a big play more. Um, I think Robinson will be a little bit higher owned. He's cheaper. He's seen more more work, but I don't know. I I might just take some shots on Gibson breaking a long one um, as a deep tournament play. I like Gibson quite a bit. Um, and that's if, if McKissick misses, I think there's some um, passing game equity there as well. Not that Washington should play from behind here, but just if they if they were to, that could raise Gibson's ceiling a little bit. Um, I like the McLaurin call as well, but definitely prefer the running backs here. It's just it's tough because they split the work so much. But Robinson and Gibson are, are the two Washington guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you on the Houston side of things. I mean, the game going to be an ugly game. But Cooks, if he ends up playing, I don't care who he's playing. I don't care who's his quarterback. I don't care about anything. He's going to get volume. So we'll have to wait and see on that. If not, then Nico Collins or any one of the cheap guys makes an interesting little little value option. Main guy is, I mean, Pierce, they're going to run to the ground, through the ground every single time. I mean, the guy's getting massive volume. Any given week could get the Derrick Henry treatment and get 30 rushing attempts. I mean, this guy is solid, and he's going to run the ball a ton. Damian Pierce is kind of my favorite option here from this. It's him, it's Cooks, and that's kind of it. If not, if Cooks doesn't play, it's just the value receiving options. Yeah, Pierce is one of the top running back options on the slate. The price still is not high enough for the role that he has. Um, You can expect 20 carries. Two or three targets. Um, He's still only sixty five hundred. I don't like that's. It's a little bit of a tough matchup here, but I don't care. Anytime I can get that kind of volume for sixty five hundred, I'm I'm definitely interested. Um, I'm interested in Nico Collins, even if Brandon Cooks does play. Whenever he's been on the field, he's had a pretty decent role here the last few weeks. Uh, Saw ten targets last week. um, Has been in kind of that five to six range for a few weeks before this. Uh, So I I really think like Collins is. The future here, obviously, the whole ordeal at the trade deadline with Cooks. I think they're they're trying to feature Nico Collins a little bit more. So I'm interested in Collins at 4100, even if Cooks is in there. If Cooks is out, then Collins is is one of my favorite receiving plays on the slate, just because of the the volume he would be in line for it at 4100. But yeah, not not a great game environment. I don't. I'm not going to look to stack in this game very much, but I don't mind um, like secondary stacks with the. Uh, a Washington running back in Collins or a Damian Pierce and, and McLaurin is another second day I really like. Yep, I'm there with you. Moving on to the next game, we got not the Phillies, the Eagles. Baseball season is over. <laughs> um, uh, we got them going up against the Colts. Decent total here. Philly is a six and a half point favorite coming off a loss to the, the Commanders. Wild stuff. 
baseball or not baseball football. We got parody. Um, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, both limited in practice, assuming they're both going to play over on the Colts side of things. We have Deion Jackson unlikely to play. So it looks like it's most likely going to be Jonathan Taylor backfield again. Uh, Phillies. I mean, I don't really care who they're playing. I don't really care about anything. I'll play Jalen hurts. Um, They'll run the ball, they'll pass the ball. We have seen a decrease in rushing volume in recent weeks. I know this because I had his over on rushing yards and did not come close this last week. What are you looking at in this Philly offense? Yeah, I mean, I still think you play Hurts because of that that rushing upside that, that he has on any given week. Um, volume has been down in the over the last couple weeks, I know, but he still has the ability to run for 100 yards in any, any given game. Um I'm going to stack him as well. Uh, A.J. Brown would be the primary way I'm going to do that. He's expensive, but I think he's pretty clearly the top target here in this offense. He's kind of separated himself from Devonta Smith. Um, and with Goddard now on IR, I think there's there's even more opportunity potentially coming for A.J. Brown. I don't you mind Smith. Jack Stoll? I don't think I'm going to try to figure out this tight end situation until we have a little bit more data. On it, 5K, they, like it. Yeah, I was gonna say they are super cheap, um, so I don't hate it. But um, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say who. I was just trying to look at the data from last week. I guess Goddard left it, didn't leave that game until really late, right? So we don't we haven't even really seen a rotation out of the tight ends yet. I don't know. I don't have a lean on the cheap tight ends, but give me give me some AJ Brown. Give me some Devonta Smith. I, I still prefer Brown, even though he's more a little bit more pricey. Yep, I'm right there with you on the Colts side of things. I mean, Matt Ryan apparently just needed a new <laughs> head coach. Um, Colts, Jeff Saturday, looked pretty solid last week. Matt Ryan looked pretty solid. They're still going back to just running the ball a lot, going up against Philly, one of the best if not the best pass defense in the league so far this season i believe one of the worst run defenses jonathan taylor looked like his old self are you attacking the passing game with Pittman with his huge volume or are you going with jonathan taylor or are you staying away i want some some exposure here just because i want to play philly um yeah it's it's tough i i i don't like playing jonathan taylor in negative game scripts and i'm not I'm not sure how often Philly leads in this game. So it, it is a tough situation to figure out. I think I lean the Pittman side of that equation just because that's how I'm kind of projecting the game to play out. Pittman is 6,100. He's a guy who has seen massive volume anytime Matt Ryan has been his quarterback. Um, he has double-digit target upside in this game if they're trailing and forced to the air quite a bit. So I think I lean Pittman, but I, I will have some exposure to Taylor too. Um, I I don't know that I necessarily love it on a run as a run back from Hertz though because I feel like for Taylor to hit a ceiling game, Indy needs to be tra- um, playing from ahead in this game. So I mean, he can also I, break off an eighty yard run at any given time. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess if that happens early, then you kind of force Hertz into <laughs> more of um, of a passing script. The other thing I'll note is when Philly gets a lead, they they tend to really slow the game down. Um, oh, yeah. Like stop throwing it all. So Jonathan Taylor could help push this, absolutely. If he can break off a couple runs and, and Indy is playing from ahead, 
I guess that that definitely does raise the hurt ceiling. So you you've kind of talked me into Taylor as a run back a little bit more than I was considering at the start. Like I do want to play some Jonathan Taylor. I just wasn't like if I if the hurts Brown and then run it back with Taylor. I was kind of thinking to avoid that, but I don't know. You talked you talked me into that a little bit more. I, I don't mind it, but I, and I I still love Pittman as a run back. Yeah, I do like Taylor as a bring back again. This is football. Anything can happen. Phil, uh, not Phillies. Eagles have had one of the worst schedules or easiest schedules all season long. While Indy's not a great team, we don't really know what Philly is at this point. They just got beat by the Commanders. Could see a similar game script. Again, terrible run defense so far this season. Number one, I think, in rush success against. Uh, number two in EPA. So they're not a good run defense. And Taylor now new court or new head coach could end up with a decent game here. So I don't hate kind of playing the Philly from behind. Like we don't know. He could, he could throw Hertz could throw an interception early on. Taylor could break off a massive run. Anything can happen in football. So I don't hate the Brown Hertz Taylor stacking, throwing in stole or any one of the other tight ends. there, just hoping to make it a little bit cheaper because 2.5 K tight end can really come in handy. Um, not a terrible game. I I think I can see one guy being potential value in this spot here. We got the Jets going up against the Patriots. Um, Corey Davis didn't practice. Jets are not great. Anyways, uh, Parker limited practice. We'll start off with the Jets. Garrett Wilson, maybe. Take a flyer on under 5K. Maybe Michael Carter, but I, I'm staying away from Jets. Yeah, I agree with you, I think. Um, just an ugly spot for them against New England. It's going to be a slow-paced game. Yeah, I mean. You're surprised. Jets being 6-3 and three or Seahawks being 5 and or 6-4? and four. I would say the Jets, but w- with the injuries that they've dealt with, I don't think that they're actually that team anymore. Um, but I, I would say – the Jets, I don't know. The Seahawks being 6-3 and three is a pretty big surprise, too. Both teams but, that we could, at the beginning of the season, if you said they were going to make get the number one pick, I'd say that's way more likely than them potentially making the playoffs. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yep. Um, unfortunately, the Jets just dealt with so many injuries. I don't think that they're still that good of a team. The defense is really good, uh, but the Brees Hall injury was brutal. Um, they've had a ton of injuries on the offensive line, so – I don't know. Like the, I like the trade for James Robinson. Maybe they can hang around a little bit, but I don't know. If you were to ask me right now, I would say Seattle is is the more real team at this point. But the Jets, Seattle, I do believe I'm in the Jets. Seattle fan. I got money on them to make the Super Bowl at 150 to one. <laughs> DraftKings would only let me get down, I think, like four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl would be quite an impressive run. Oh yeah, Geno Smith is. <laughs> They make the Super Bowl. Geno Smith probably should be the MVP. Yeah, actually, Russell Wilson should be the MVP for the Seahawks. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm staying away from the Jets on the Patriots side of things. I mean, Stevenson going to run. You're going to run yep. a lot. He's kind of it. I mean, Kobe going up against Sauce Gardner. I just, I, I can't find a single reason to play any. Patriots player outside of Stevenson, who's one of the better running backs on the slate. Yep, I agree with you, Stevenson, one of the better running back plays on the slate, and I really, I'm not 
trying to touch the passing game at all. Don't need to run it back with any Jets. Yeah, in this entire game, I think Stevenson is the only one I really have interest in. Yep, moving on to the next game. we got an interesting one here. Rams going up against the Saints. We have a 38.5 total. And while that's not much, we do have Cooper Cup out in this one. Stafford looks like he's going to be coming back on the Saints side of things. Um, Landry, limited in practice, should end up playing. Ingram did not practice, but not really going to do a huge things. Let's start off with the Rams. I mean, Allen Robinson, one of the best guys at getting cardio in the entire league so far this <laughs> season. Um, could be the number one wide receiver. Like we've got Van Je- Jefferson. we got Skronik sitting at 3.9K. I think he had 95% of snaps last week. Um, it's an interesting spot here where I don't think Stafford has upside. I hate the running game as I hated it pretty much every single week this season. But game script could dictate them throwing the ball a lot. You have not a single wide receiver over 6K. I mean, granted, you've still got Higby in there. Higby is sitting at 4K. I can see Higby being the top overall raw points tight end on the slate. I can see Robinson, Skronik being two of the better plays on the slate. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game, but full-point PPR sites just based on volume, those three pass catchers could be in a have-to-have spot. Yeah, they're all really cheap, and we know that Cooper Cup is vacating a massive target share. So there's a lot of Matthew Stafford passes and targets being that need to get distributed here. Um, I, I do want to throw Van Jefferson into the mix, had three targets and caught a touchdown in the last game as he's been been working his way back from injury so i don't it's it's difficult to pick one of any one of those guys but one of them should have a pretty good game here um i don't know i, I kind of like your higby call as the guy i would lean to first robinson seems like as a guy who's done it in the past should be able to step right into a lead role and dominate here but everything we've seen from him in this rams offense does not nothing points to that um, so I think I would take shots on the cheaper guys like Jefferson and Scourneck. Um, but ultimately I agree that the Higby Higby could be the, the actual target monster here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. I think you have to have to assume one of these guys is going for a massive game. Um, on the Saints side of things, I mean Alave has really not seen the same volume with Dalton under center pretty much this entire time. Uh Kamara been a little bit off i think the last two weeks but still getting the volume likely good game script solid spot here i mean i don't really love the saints but i think kamara would probably be the one guy i would consider a bit in this spot could potentially go for a third point game yeah i mean i the volume from kamara the last two weeks is really disappointing um i played a ton of him in each of the last two weeks i think i'm just going to keep going right back to him at this point I don't know why he wouldn't be the featured guy in this offense. 7,600. I don't know. It, it makes sense for them just to use him a ton. Um, just haven't, haven't seen it for a couple of weeks here. Like before, he he w- wasn't getting there by not finding the end zone. Now he's just not seeing the volume. It's a little bit concerning, but I, I just I don't see any reason why they would stop going to him. Um, so I'm just going to kind of ch- talk chalk these last two weeks up as a little bit of a fluke um, and hope that he returns to that like 15 to 18 rushes with 
seven to nine targets. Like that's the type of role that he had had all season long up until these last two weeks. So hopefully he gets that. I'll, I'll play some Kamara um, tough matchup, but he, it's, he's the, the saints best opportunity to move the ball is in my opinion. I do like Olave Landry being back. I don't know. Could eat into him a little bit, but I still think Olave has the ups way more upside than Landry. So I'll, I'll play some Olave. Um, I, do you think they stick with Dalton for the full game? You think there's a chance they might make a quarterback change here because that that might unlock some the deep ball again for Olave. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's the main reason to potentially play Olave. I mean, Winston, we saw what he did with Olave pretty much in the offense the entire time. I and mean, obviously, week one with Michael Thomas in the offense was a little bit different, but Olave is a target monster with Winston at the helm. Potential huge. I mean, one week he had, I think, the most air yards I've ever seen from a wide receiver <laughs> with Winston at the helm. It's just effort. Olave down there somewhere. And yeah, it, it could be interesting. I don't I don't hate that. And I mean, who knows? We'll see what ends up happening. But I, I think that having either Olave or Kamara in one of your lineups or in your lineup, probably not both. They're gonna eat right. into each other a ton, depending on what quarterback and how long the game. Um, but either one of them could go off for a pretty solid game. Johnson at tight end is where I would if you're if you're gonna play multiple. I Jawan Johnson, I just want to mention he had seven targets last week. Um Troutman ha- came back um and played in that game as well. So yeah, this tight end played is pretty ugly, especially if Mark Andrews misses. Um he Juwan's, John, Juwan Johnson is thirty one hundred. I think you can definitely do worse than that. I'm, I'm traveling dead to me. I had his under on receiving yards. He got, it was like 14 and he got a 16 yard catch in the first quarter and then didn't see another target the rest yeah. of the game. <laughs> Still pissed by that. Uh, but you know, that's gambling. Uh, we got the next game here. We got the lions going up against the giants. Worst defense in the league versus an offense that rarely puts up a ceiling game. We'll see what ends up happening. Starting off with the lions. We don't really have a ton of injuries. Josh Reynolds, probably still not coming back. Swift, full-on practice, but who knows what's going to end up happening. Uh, Jamal Williams is currently not practicing. I think he's still likely to play at this moment. On the Giants' side of things, I mean, Galladay limited. Wendell Robinson limited, so who knows what's happening in that wide receiving core like every single other week. Let's start off with Detroit. I love stacking Detroit. I I love it, but – I, I, I just don't think I can do it here. I mean, Giants are rarely ever in high-scoring games. Most likely going to run the ball a ton. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, doesn't matter. The Sun God's going to get his every single week. Huge amount of targets. Love him, but I don't really want to play anyone else. It's just kind of zero in on Amon Ross St. Brown. And if for some reason Williams misses, I have to assume they're going to give either Swift a decent amount of work or Justin Jackson a decent amount of work. Yeah, I think you, you nailed the passing game. My, I feel the exact same way. It's St. Brown and nothing else. Um, I'm not chasing these cheap wide receivers in this game. Uh, you've got a dome team going outdoors into cold weather in New York. So not a great spot overall for Goff. But St. Brown gets the volume to where he can still get there, even if Goff doesn't have a great day. So love the St. Brown call. The backfield is interesting if, if Jamal Williams misses – I don't know. Do we still trust them to give Swift a bunch of work? No, no, but it doesn't matter. He could play 50% of snaps and have a 30% target share during that time. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, there's still upside, even if he's not playing a ton of snaps. Um, 
I don't know. Justin Jackson at 4K would be interesting just because of that dynamic that they wouldn't give Swift. Like, they're not going to give Swift 80% of the touches in this game, even if Williams is out. So Jackson at, at minimum price would would enter the conversation for me. Um, wouldn't be a very comfortable thing, but he's he'd be in play. Yep. Um, giant side of things, I mean, Barkley's going to end up with 150 rushing yards in the spot, potentially <laughs> 200 yep. rushing yards in the spot. Barkley's got to be one of, if not the top running back play on the slate. But, I mean, if you want to kind of pivot off of him, Daniel Jones, I, we could we could see him put up 100 rushing yards in the spot. I mean, Detroit's an inept enough defense, massive game. Um, always a guy that has potential Millie Maker, Millie Maker, Rust Chip. Um, but if you want to go with Robinson or Slayton with him, that's also fine. I mean, Kenny Galladay is just what, Dust. the worst contract in <laughs> NFL history. Yeah. It's yeah. rough. Um, yeah, it's, it's a part of the game. It's a revenge game oh, for Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I don't think you can take revenge if you don't see the field. I don't know. I I have to think the Giants have moved on. Uh, yeah. Last week was kind of Galladay's last chance, it seemed, and he um, dudded in that on a, in a big way. Ended up getting benched by halftime, I think. So, yeah, Galladay, it's not going to happen for him here. Um, Saquon Barkley, on the other hand, 35 rushing attempts last week. He might see that same type of workload here against Detroit. Great spot for him. Um, massive role. He's expensive. I'll find a way to fit him in as much as I can. I think he's a fantastic play. And Daniel Jones is interesting as, as well at 5,700. Don't mind the, playing him naked call just with the, the rushing upside that he can can add here. Um, Slate is the guy that I think has had a fairly decent role. He has the big playability really more than the volume. Um, so you, you'd probably need a big play for that to work out. I don't mind chasing it against a defense here that gives up a ton of big plays. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll have a couple of Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton stacks, but I will have more Saquon Barkley. I think you have to play some some Giants, though, just because of their matchup here against Detroit. Yep. Yeah, no, it could be could be an interesting full or mini stack with just St. Brown and Barkley perfectly correlated. Um, you can play St. Brown with Jones and – Slayton and Barkley, I got honestly I'm not going to hate just because of the way that Lions game go playing both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley together could be could be interesting. Not too expensive to get Jones in there. But yeah, gonna be interesting. Uh, next game we got an ugly one: Raiders going up against the Broncos. Uh, as for injuries, not really a ton to worry about. Adams was a limited participant. Um, on the Broncos side of things, I don't know if Jerry Judy's going to end up playing this week. KJ Hamler, don't think he's going to play this week. So, could be interesting for the wide receiver too. But we'll get to that in a second. Raiders, I mean, going up against toughest defense in the league. I have, I mean, Adams can go off in any given game, but outside of that, what? Why? What? 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 I don't want <coughs> anything. I sneezed. Yeah, the, I mean, this is a really tough spot for uh, Las Vegas going into Denver, who's been an incredible defense. I I don't even know that I want Adams. I, obviously, he can win in any matchup, like you said, but Patrick Sertan is one of the toughest matchups that there is. Um, don't love Jacobs. He's he's expensive. We haven't seen the sample role. 
Um, I, he did get the the target share back last week, I guess, um, with his 20 carries. Still just, I don't want to pay that price tag. There's a lot of guys in the 6K range that I that I prefer to Jacobs. Um, I'm Foster Moreau I'll have some of just because of the price tag. Uh, but I, I do not like this matchup at all for Las Vegas. I won't be using Carr. Maybe a sprinkle of Adams, but expensive um i think morell will be my my highest exposure to the raiders yep i think that's the right call 3.7k probably a bit too cheap denver side of things i mean uh, yeah their receiver room is is a mess right now and well i mean their quarterback's a mess <laughs> that, yeah. their running back room is a mess the receiver room is a mess i mean dolce maybe 3.8k Yep, I, I don't mind that. Um, Sutton, I think Sutton's in play big time just because there's no one else here. Um, you would think six, so, but Russell Wilson's so bad right now. Yeah, I mean, he's going to see a lot of targets. I don't know if they're going to be good good targets or catchable targets, um, but he should see the volume here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't love this game at all. Yeah. Uh, but so, so I do like Sutton. I don't know. I, I won't use Russ with him, though, so it's just Sutton by himself as a one-off, probably. Yep, it's ugly. Moving on to the next game, we got what should be a good one. Interesting that Dallas is a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this spot going up against the, what, 8-1, and 9-1, Vikings, whatever it is. Yeah. They're, they're doing well. Cowboys, Zeke was limited in practice. Um, it's kind of it. Viking side of things, um, Jefferson was limited in practice. Should be fine. This game, start off with Dallas. I mean, I want to stay away from the running back situation. Zeke ends up playing, which he should. Wide receivers, I mean, CeeDee Lamb. Dak Prescott loves the pass ball, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, 15 targets the last game, 11 receptions. With Dak at QB, Lamb has been solid. He's kind of the only guy I'm really thinking about too much. I have interest in in the Cowboys stacks. I've, I'll play a little bit of Dak. Minnesota's pass defense has has been rough. Uh, CD Lamb is is the obvious top target, but I have interest in Dalton Schultz as well. Um, I, I Gallup and and Noah Brown situation is is tough. Like if I don't know, Gallup seems like he should be having a much better year than he has been. Um, the volume's been there the last couple of weeks, but it's just been. The upside, man. Um, I, I'll probably play a little bit of Gallup just because I think this is a real good spot for Dak in the in the passing game. But C.D. Lamb is going to be extreme. Yeah, Schultz. I said, yeah, absolutely love Schultz. Um, Lamb is going to be really popular, and I think I'm going to try to going to want to try to figure ways to get off of of Lamb. Um, but yeah, like the Dak Gallup Schultz stack, I I do have quite a bit of interest in that, even though Gallup's been pretty brutal here re- recently. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you got it, got it perfect there. Uh, Viking side of things, I mean, Dean tweets this out pretty much every single Sunday. Ten minutes into game time, not enough Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I think I finally learned my lesson. I'm gonna have enough Justin Jefferson here. I mean, it's a tough match here. Dalvin Cook's fine, Thielen's fine, Hawkinson seems to be getting decent volume. I just hate playing Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think Jefferson's the only guy I have a ton of interest in here. Yeah, I mean, you just get you have to figure out a way to get this guy in into your lineups. Um, the price tag 
is going up. It's probably still not high enough. Um, yeah, not much else to say. Like Dallas has a pretty decent defense here, but they, we've seen them uh, get touched up a little bit here recently. Um, and Jefferson can do it to anybody. So absolutely love the Jefferson call. I'm torn on what to do with Kirk Cousins. I think you just play mostly the rushing quarterbacks on the slate, which means I probably don't get to much Cousins. I I think this this could be a, a game environment that ends up going back and forth and speeds up. So I do like this as a shootout. I think I'd prefer to play Dak, though, uh, for just 500 more. Cousins absolutely has 300 yard upside, but he just, he offers nothing with, I don't know, give, give me Dak over Cousins if I'm stacking this game, which, which I will be doing. So, um, yeah, I don't have much else to say. It's, it's Jefferson. I like Cook, tough matchup. He's expensive. Um, yeah, prefer Jefferson to Cook. Yep. Last game of the slate here. We got the Bengals going up against the Steelers. Almost said Pirates there for a second. Why don't I still have baseball on my mind? <laughs> um, Jamar Chase, not going to play. Uh, over on the Bengals side, Steelers side of things, doesn't look like we have too much. Harris practice fully, should be good to go. Um, starting off with the Bengals. I mean, Mixon can apparently go off for the biggest game ever at any given time. <laughs> don't understand why. Um, Higgins, Boyd, Burrow. Don't hate any of it. I mean, it's not a great spot. It's not going to be a high-scoring game, but should get very much overlooked. I can see this being a shootout and just an underlooked game pretty much by everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not super high on this game, so it, interesting. Um, I don't know. Just being the division master up, I, Pittsburgh's defense has been a disappointment, but they did get T.J. Watt back. I don't know if that – that helps them suddenly become a great defense or anything, but it, it certainly can't hurt. I'll, I will still play some Bengals, but Chase being out, this this offense has, I don't know, uh, I guess they, they got it done last week in Carolina, but they, they had struggled to kind of find their footing here. Um, Mixon is just just went nuts. I am still, still have some concerns about the passing game without Jamar Chase, but theoretically, Higgins should be in a great spot here. He's 7,100. Um, but I mean, he should have a clear path to wide receiver one type targets, um, double digit targets. So I'll, I'll have some Higgins. I don't like the price tag on Mixon is tough. Pittsburgh run defense has been decent. He's obviously coming off the monster game. I think people are going to play him in this spot, but I think I'm, I'm more interested in trying to target Burrow Higgins, uh, as a stack mix in a little void as well. But, um, I don't know. Mixon's a, a great on-paper play. He certainly has a fantastic role, but I think I prefer Higgins in the passing game here. Yep. Yeah, right there with you. Um, Pittsburgh side of things, if I'm playing anything, I'm probably doing a stack. I'm probably rolling with Deontay Johnson or Pickens and or Fryer Move, and that's kind of it. Like They're strictly bringbacks in this spot here. Yeah, the running back situation is tough. Um, I don't. Najee looked decent last week, actually. Um, yeah, I'm still got, he did. Yeah, I know. Like, and he's not being him not being involved in the passing game is is just weird um, with how much he was involved in the passing game last year. So yeah, I agree. It's it's Deontay or Pickens. I like the Friar Muth call too. Um, on the other side of Burrow Higgins stacks, that's pretty much how I'll play it. 
Yep, let's play the morning grind game and then get on out of here. Starting off with a QB to go for over 300 yards. I think that's part of the game. I don't know. This is my show now, so that's what I say it is. <laughs> Sounds good. That's what I have written down here. Um, I, I like the Dallas passing attack here, going up to Minnesota, playing in the Dome. Um, give me Dak. I'm going balls to the wall. Matt Ryan. Why Ooh, baby. not? <laughs> It's not pretty. It's not going to be good. But, I mean, realistically, all the QBs that want to play anyways are just going to run for 100 yards. Um, Low-owned running back to score a touchdown. So, when we're recording this, I did not see ownership posted yet. So, I'm kind of guessing here. Um, But I don't think this guy's getting played. Uh, Miles Sanders has 6,900 at Indianapolis. I think more people are going to hurt in the passing game here. We've seen Philly if they get if they play with the lead though uh, they're more than willing to just hand it off to Miles Sanders, uh, and he has actually found the end zone a few times this year. So give me some Miles Sanders. I'm going Brian Robinson. No one's love it. Him. Yeah. Um, wide receiver to go for a hundred yards. Um. So I have a wide receiver for eight targets. Or to quarter, quarterback wide receiver stack. That, I remember that one, but let's go <laughs> wide receiver for eight plus targets. Eight eight targets. Give me the other side of that. Uh, Michael Pittman just sees massive volume with uh, Matt Ryan at quarterback. I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton. It's not going to be good Love targets, that. but they will be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Quarterback wide receiver combo for a touchdown. Uh, give me Cousins and Jefferson. Okay, take the easy one there. Um, I'll go almost as easy. I'm going to go side down. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Tight end to score a touchdown. Uh, Foster Moreau's been getting played the last couple of weeks. He's He's been pretty popular, but he hasn't done a ton. I don't know if anybody's playing them against Denver. He's scoring this week. I'm going Higby. Going easy. Um, defense to score a touchdown. Give me the New Orleans Saints. No Cooper Cup in an offense that has totally relied on Cooper Cup the last two years. So I think the offense, the Rams offense could really struggle in this spot. I don't want to go easy and go with the Ravens. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the commanders. Any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here? I don't have anything else. All right. Well, it's been fun. Don't worry, guys. I believe Stevie will be back next week. So you're done with me. <laughs> Sorry, it's been awful or beautiful. I don't know. I don't know. About <laughs> Grant, you're always beautiful. Oh, you just know how to make a girl blush. Thanks. <laughs> um, it's been fun, guys. We're out of here. Look, kids.